Gorilla Healer presents Farms Not Farms podcast, season two, sponsored by buildthesoil.com. Welcome to the Farms Not Farms podcast. Today we're here with a very special guest, somebody who I've known for a long time, and she was actually in the very first Gorilla Healer pamphlet. And um, this is a very special occasion for, for multiple reasons. One, because the story that is about to be shared to the world, I believe, is going to help at least one person, which is everything. And I think it's going to probably help a lot more. And two, I'll just come out and say it. The other person who was in the Gorilla Healer pamphlet is not with us anymore uh, in the physical. And so rest in peace to George the Vet. And uh, if you'd be so kind, would you be, uh, would you introduce yourself so that everyone can know who you are and uh, then we can get right into this uh, amazing episode. Sure. My name is Anita Van Tubergen and I currently reside in Vermont. I have a beautiful uh, 13-year-old and growing every day. Sweet. Well, um, so would you tell us uh, why you were in the Gorilla Halo pamphlet? Sure. I, um, when I was younger, 14, 15, um, you know, I, 16, I'll say actually 16, um, I went and got, went to my normal OBGYN and I, um, had, uh, a diagnosis of HPV. And, um, at first it was small and nothing to worry about. They said, and a few years after, um, I went back and they had precancerous cells that they found and they did scrapings and other kind of uncomfortable stuff. Um, so basically it scared the shit out of me. I was a new mom. And so I was proactive and, um, I knew you, I uh, talked to you about it. The first thing you did was send me to your video, your six, six steps. How to make cannabis oil in seven easy steps. Seven, exactly. That's seveneasysteps.org. And uh, so that's where you guided me at first. Um, and from there, I, uh, I had a family friend who also um, needed oil for his mother-in-law. Um, so we both had a vested interest and he was able to, um, make it with your video. Um, and I used it, uh, to help, um, hopefully at least my goal was to even, uh, just make sure there was no more cancer cells there or any kind of bad stuff that, what, what drew you to want to use cannabis oil to remediate your cancer? And what else, if anything, did you do? Yeah. I mean, the other, like I said, there were more procedures and um, 
medication you could take. And there really wasn't much in form to help HPV, except, hey, you might just, it's going to end up with cancer, you know? Um, so I uh, didn't want to go the pharmaceutical route. So I went the natural route. And so what happened? So my um, family friend and I, he would uh, make the oil and I would put mine uh, into suppository form. And uh, in the beginning, I took more stronger uh, concentrated oil mixed with coconut oil for the suppositories. Okay. And, and then how, how often were you doing that? So I did that um, every week for a few months. And what do you mean every week? So like once a week, every, you would do the oil? No, I, every other day I would use a suppository. Okay. So what do roughly, you mean by once a week? I didn't mean to say once a week. Gotcha. Gotcha. So how often, um, how often would you use it? About every other day. Okay. I would use repository. And would, were you able to function and work? I mean, you know, you're, you're a, like, explain what you're dealing with in life at this point and what drew you to decide to take this route when you're dealing with a potentially life-threatening scenario. Yeah. You know, you well, were a new mother. I mean, I, yeah, I was a young, I was a young mom. That was the main thing uh, why I was so concerned. Um, I was also going, you know, to college at the time, um, and it was hectic, uh, but, uh, my health was, was paramount. So, um, I was proactive and, and, um, I think it made a big difference in the end because I was so proactive about it. So Anita, what, what I'm, I'm, I'm looking to understand why you decided to use cannabis instead of go the doctor's route. Like people who are going to, people who are watching this might even be in the same scenario or maybe know somebody who is, and, you know, I mean, your experience is the light, your light, your information is the light. So any any um, light you can shed on your experience and what, like, like what you. I mean, sure. So like, I mean, I guess it's deeper than that, but, <clears throat> you know, I didn't want to uh, be on any pharmaceuticals because I had taken them when I was younger and it really messed me up. So that wasn't a route I was going to take. Um, Sorry, made me think about my dad. What are you thinking? I'm just doing my best to get you to tell your story. You're really being very, uh, you're giving a lot of opportunity you to share more 
Right. So, you know, like such a tough, it's just like such a tough time thinking back to then. Okay. But you know, you can share that too. Like rather than withdraw, get vulnerable and share what's going on with you, where you're at, and be human. Like nobody is expecting you to be a robot. Everybody is human and we want to learn from other humans. So the more human you are. And the more emotion you show, the more real this is. Mm-hmm. And the more you hide it, the more this is just a show. Okay. All right. Well, you can ask me the question again, and I'm gonna so do my damnedest. Being that you were a new mother, and that you were in school, you know, and you were faced with this diagnosis. What was the diagnosis? Just uh, HPV. Okay, so was cancer involved? Yeah, no, I had precancerous cells that they found doing scrapings and then scraped some of those off. And it was um, the beginning of cancer growing is essentially how it was. Okay. Um, and how old were you? Well, in the beginning, when, the, when this, after the initial diagnosis, about five years later, I went again and it had progressively gotten worse. And so um, there wasn't, uh, <clears throat> the doctor wasn't really uh, very clear. I had to do a lot of research myself um, about what HPV can turn into and how many, how many women it affects, because at that time, like they didn't have, um, you know, they have a a shot they can give to young boys and girls. So to prevent it, because it really is preventable. Mm -hmm. Um, so it, uh, for me, I wanted, I wanted to be there for my daughter when she grow, grows old, you know, grew old. Like I wasn't going to sit back and do nothing with it. And it was um, tough. I was going to college. I had to get used to taking the oil in the beginning, right? My body, if you took too much or not enough, I had to function. Um, so it was like trial and error, a lot of it, a lot of it. I was just really, um, hoping what I was doing was the best. I really didn't even know what I was doing. (laughs) Um, but I did believe that, that, you know, what is in cannabis and the cannabis oil, um, truly heals, um, your body. And that's why I went with the oil. I remember that you um, you called me up six weeks later after you made your first oil. And uh, you said that you went back to the doctor and they said you were cancer-free or, or you had yeah. no more precancerous cells. Do you remember that? Yeah. I remember. Can you tell us about that? 
yeah, I mean, it was, it was um, obviously great news. Um, my, my doctor at the time knew what I was doing, wasn't against it, wasn't really knowledgeable about it either. Um, so I, uh, I mean, it felt great. And I just, um, in my mind, continued to, to take oil. Sorry. Um, I continued treating myself for almost a year and a half after that with continued meetings, or not meetings, appointments with my doctor where you would get counts done um, from when they scrape your cervix. So once you were initially diagnosed cancer-free, pre-cancer cell-free, for another 18 months, you were taking the oil and getting checked out. Yeah, yeah. So eventually it got to a point where um, my like normal, I mean, other women will understand this, but my normal yearly checkup, it wasn't irregular for once. Like um, it, it was the, it was like the best feeling ever because it's scary for a woman when you find out that something isn't right and you have to go back a second time. Um, so like, yeah, there's like that relief is really paramount. I, mean, I guess if there's anything I regret at the time, was that I, I didn't really tell anybody or, um, you know, try to um, tell my story more, I guess. I didn't want to scare my family, you know? There was like so many things that went into it. I guess that's a great lead up into the question of why are you sharing your story here today? Well, I mean, ultimately, if you can, if I can just have one, one woman who um, was in the same position, which there are many, realize that you don't have to go through like the painful procedures, um, which can knock you down for a couple of days. Um, and potentially end up with cancer. And then, you know, your doctor's talking to you about having to take out, you know, basically everything. And a lot of the times you can go into menopause from that. So it's, you know, just being comfortable now to speak about it. Um, I just hope it makes a difference. Yeah, I've been in the medical cannabis realm for uh, quite some time now. And I haven't heard a whole lot about HPV and cannabis. Yeah. And, you know, I hear about, and I see my own two eyes, cancer, and I'm being immediately about cannabis. And of course, there's all different kinds of cancer. Though, you know, in this particular case, what kind of cancer were they diagnosing you with pre-cancer cells for? Was it cervical cancer? Cervical. Okay. So, you know, a root of cervical cancer could be HPV, right? Yeah. 
So how often do we get to the root of the issue in life? You know, that's where the solution lies within the problem. So what's the problem here? You know, the, and, and there's just you know, not enough education on it. Certainly. And with that being said, you were looking to remediate, you were looking to get rid of your cancerous cells, right? Yeah. I was looking to get ahead of, um, what, you know, cause when I spoke to my doctor about like, well, what it would mean and what it would look like, you know, it was that, you know, you have to have big surgeries. And, and so I, I um, immediately, uh, because of you, I, I mean, at the time, I think you were just barely starting gorilla here. I'm not even sure if you had, yeah, yes, you had. Um, so you had told me stories and I had seen them online. So I was um, in a sense, really lucky that I even had that knowledge to be like, Hey, I can grow this. My friend can make it. I can do this. And um, for me, it worked out and I, I was blessed for it. And you've been able to help guide some other people towards relief as well, yeah? Yeah, of course. I mean, family, um, friends. I, I, uh, I use a lot of your magic butter. Um, but in terms of oil, you know, we, I had a... What's my, magic butter for everyone who doesn't know what you're talking about? <laughs> it's it's an amazing um i'd call it like a solve or you know it's like a and a little it's a topical oil cbd topical yeah mm-hmm. so you know the proper way <laughs> <laughs> i'm like i just it's always in my bag um <laughs> but you know it's uh it's incredible how much relief that gives me, which just is goes on to show like I went from um a young girl who had the HPV and the potential for it to get even worse. And I use cannabis. And then today, you know, I use the plant in many different ways for therapy for my body. And your magic butter is like the best thing in, in the world. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for that. <laughs> My daughter, she, she would concur. I, uh, you know, she, uh, anytime she gets a bite, scratch, anything itchy, she's like, I need Brent's jar. She knows it's in my bag. So. Well, um, you were saying like you kind of got sidetracked with the magic butter, but you were saying like you, you had told me that there was another family that, um, that you had helped um, use the oil and maybe for their child. Um, it was, was it his mother-in-law. She, mother-in-law. she it was the third time she had been diagnosed with breast cancer. Mm-hmm. And um, he the, the family friend who made oil for me also made it for her. Um, and she had, you know, a large tumor um, 
that shrank within a matter of months, um, being on a, a strong, um, stronger dose uh, in the beginning. And then even to this day, she, and I mean, they're, they're older, they're like 70. They still have outside, they're like growing their, their CBD plants and making their own oil now. And she still takes it to this day. So, and I, this was uh, probably 10 years ago and they didn't think she would, you know, make it a couple years, let alone where she is now. Um, she's not hundred percent, but she has, um, her tumors shrank quite small. Love hearing success stories, people who are still alive when they were told that they weren't going to be. It's so hard to hear that somebody was told that they are not going to live for a certain amount of time because who really knows? You, you never know. Yeah, you never know. yeah I, 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 I know so many people that were given timeline that we're given a clock that we're given a due date so to speak you know an expiration date and uh i know so many people who didn't pay attention to that and lived a lot longer and so you know of course it takes the will to live you know and uh resources options right you know and, and, and the knowledge i think yeah, knowledge you know, um, I guess I think now it's more and more um, accepted than it was back when I was treating myself. It was something that I um, really had to be private about because people, um, I didn't want to be judged because of it. And they weren't educated enough to understand that it, it wasn't for getting high or or, or whatnot, I was trying to heal myself. Would you talk a bit about the process of getting used to using the oil? Now, for everybody who doesn't really know what we're talking about, because, you know, you look at gorillahealer.org and you see there's a bunch of CBD oil on there, CBG oil on there, and you're like, is this what she was using? Well, um, she might have been using some of our CBD oil, but the oil that we're talking about is actually different. And so if you go to um, YouTube, and you type in how to make cannabis oil in seven easy steps, or if you just go to the number seven, seven easy steps.org, seven easy steps.org will bring you to the how to make cannabis oil in seven easy steps video. And you'll see, I'll show you how to make cannabis oil in seven easy steps in your house. And um, there's a few other videos there as well to show a little more advanced or even more basic processes because the first video, there's a rice cooker that I'm using, but you really don't need a rice maker. You can do, do a double boil. Furthermore, that oil was a high THC dominant plant, right? So most pot that people would smoke to get high, that's the kind of material that we're using to make what some people call Rick Simpson oil, other people call it um, RSO or, or full extract cannabis oil. Um, in the video, I think I said GHO, the healer oil. It's just cannabis oil, right? It's, it's the original oil that's been being used for thousands of years. The plant's being 
been extracted, yeah. used for many reasons. And uh, it, it really has uh, a lot of research associated with these benefits. Um, so I'm glad that we're finally able to, to get that in the books because, you know, original peoples, uh, indigenous peoples, they don't really have books. They just have the knowledge and they know what to do. Yeah. Right? And so, yeah, knowledge is key. And, and that's why this podcast exists. I don't charge for it. I just want people to learn from others, from, from our stories. So yeah. that we can um, we can live better, you know. And look at you—you you yeah. are a career woman. You have a family. You're about to get married. You have, you know, uh, so much going for you. And and you know, I mean, so you started taking cannabis oil to get rid of cancer, I guess, or pre-cancer cells, and you ended up also, am I correct, getting rid of HPV? Yeah, I um, Yeah, that was the best, like most amazing part was finding out that I didn't have just the normal screen come back positive for HPV. That happened about um, a year after I started doing it, where it was like fully not showing up um, on their normal test that they would give to any woman who goes in and gets their yearly exam. Um, so it's, uh, that's amazing. I, I haven't heard that story before that cannabis oil has healed HPV. Yeah. Most people wouldn't, uh, I hadn't heard anything really about it either. You know, like I, like I said, I kind of winged it, but. In were my, you doing anything else at all? Well, I mean, I that would, could have potentially healed your HPV aside from the cannabis oil, aside from time. No. 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 I mean, you said you were doing suppositories. Yeah. So that was um, not rectally, that was vaginally, vaginally. Yes. Which was basically a local administration to effectively where the HPV to the area. Right. I mean, that's kind of what I said to myself you know, I just was winging it and I was like, well, the oil is strong. And if I get it to the area, I think, you know, it would benefit more. Now, did I also take it orally in pill form? Yes. Um, but we put it in a capsule. Yeah. And it took you some time to get used to taking the oil where you're taking little bits and and working your way up or just taking a bunch and then like, getting used to it or what? I mean, I, I started lower and worked my way up so that it didn't um, affect my daily uh, activities. You know, I, I wasn't, I had to function. I couldn't be tired or, um, you know, a couch potato. So it just took my body getting used to it. What um, dose did you work up to? I mean, a hundred milligrams. Are you making, are you guessing? You don't look like. <laughs> well, I'm trying to think like what it wouldn't based on like how much he used. I mean, yeah, I'd say roughly about, a, I would use about a hundred, like total a day. What? Okay. So what, what allows you to determine that? 
Well, I mean, if you ask like that, then I didn't go. I mean, yeah, because we're talking about like serious stuff. Well, so if we're like, going to give an I actual, mean, it's hold, on, not, hold on, hold on, hold on. If we're going to give an actual dosage, then. But I can't. I, I well, don't, boom, that's I don't the know answer. How, that's okay. the answer. I don't know how. I, I, nobody needs you to make up anything. We only need you to tell your story. And so, and need is a strong word. It's like, if I'm going to learn from you, I need to know what you did rather than what you don't know. So like, if you don't know, I need to know you don't know rather than you Well, yeah, there's no way for me to know um, the exact amount. I never had it tested. I went off of how much oil I mixed in with coconut oil. That's completely understandable. And that's probably what most people are going to do, right? And so, you know, we so just like keep... trial and error. I mean, absolutely. So you might make it really strong. And then you might say, wow, I need to back off. I need to take less. Yeah. Were you making, and, and the next batch, you might take some and say, wow, that's stronger than the last batch. Or wow, that's actually not as strong as the last batch. So I have to take more. And I'm sure that's what you mean by trial and error, right? Of the, yeah, I mean, it was totally different. It depended on the product. And, you know, um, I was lucky enough that my family and friend had property and he could grow his own. So we, uh, in tandem, um, knew what we were making, um, how strong it was. I, I really just did through how much I mixed in with my coconut oil. Would you take enough to feel it or to not feel it? Like what, 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 how would you know what was enough to take? Like, imagine someone listening and wanting some advice. Who are their advice right now? So the more details you can give about your experience, that's all it is. Cause you're not telling anyone what to do. I don't need, I don't want you to tell anyone what to do. I just want you, if you're able to share what it is that you did so that people have a little more light in a dark hallway of having no idea what to do. Okay. Because you're so, the one who did it. Like, I, I, yeah, I, I know. You know, I mean, I guess, I, I mean, it's probably harder for me to, I mean, I also smoked weed too. So, <laughs> um, but like, yeah, my body got used to it. But yeah, I can talk about it. I, there was definitely times where I took too much and it was not good. You know, I wouldn't. What'd you do in those times? How did you, how did you, uh, you know, help yourself during the times you took too much? Or what did you experience? What did you do? You know, that, I, that happens, you know, people, yeah. you know, was it the end of the world? No, no. I just knew it would be, you know, a few hours and I'd be good. And then I would just have to go back to the drawing table and say, well, that was too much. And um, just base it really off of how my body was reacting to it and feeling. And so how, would, how did you know how much to take ultimately? Ultimately, I mean, after consulting with you and, and about how much would roughly be too much and good, um, I, uh, how do I say how much? Well, I mean, I, I guess one way that I would do it, I would, I might say, you know, I took enough to feel it, but not enough to be so you know, affected that I couldn't function. And I had to figure out where the best place that was is every time. And, you know, once I make, like, here's the thing, you get a bunch of oil 
And if you make a batch all at once, then you have consistency with the rest of that batch. So for the rest of that batch, we now know, yeah. okay, this is how strong it is. And then I can literally live on trusting how strong that is. Yeah. Next batch, I got to start over. And it's good to sw- switch up strains because that is new. It, 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 the way that our body works is sometimes like we might either have to take I don't want to say take a break from using cannabis, but when we switch up, switch up the strains, then it's kind of like a refreshing um, replenishment for our, for our endocannabinoid system. Cause it's a new terpenes, it's a new cannabinoids, it's a new ratio. So it's a new recipe and we get to experience that in a new way. So it's yeah. really, it's a, it's a good thing to do that. You know, I don't want people to think that you always have to get the same thing or that you have to only use what somebody else used. And that's the only thing that works because that will hurt people i've seen it where people waited you know they didn't want to use anything else because they're like no i only need this one string and i'm like okay yeah that i yeah i wouldn't agree with that at all i mean really for anybody just to to know that like you can use whatever you have um and make it work and it will make a difference is is very important to know um you know, I wasn't, I, I wasn't testing strains. I didn't know what kind it was. We grew it. It was, it worked and we used it. And, um, when it was a different batch from a different season, I would change obviously, um, how I gauge how I would feel in the beginning. So I needed, you know, to feel it a little bit, um, and be able to get stuff done, and not be tired. So what I like to do, what's that? They said, just getting yourself to that point where you like, I can, I know my body, I feel it. Mm. um, And it's not, you know, too much. Yeah. Consistency is key. Like once we, once we learn what something is, we can trust it for what it is. And then we have a new batch or a new strain or a new plant or a new season or whatever it is. We got to learn what that is and, you know, how we can mitigate uh, the potential for, or let's just say how we can maximize our potential for comfortability and enjoyment even with the treatment is, um, or what I would call my own treatment is by seeking strains to grow that might help uh, support me, which, you know, Every somebody might say, "Well, how do I know what's good for me?" Well, you know, you try it. <laughs> yeah, you got to try it. And, <laughs> and you know, a lot of people are like, "Okay, I've just been buying pot my whole life. I don't even know what I'm getting." Just, somebody might tell me a name, but whatever. You know, <laughs> I just want to feel good. Uh, you know, and so in this case, it's like if I'm using it for medicine, what do I need to do? Well, for me, in the morning, I like to have something that's a little more energetic. In the afternoon, I like to have something that you know is still energetic, but still somewhat calming so that I'm not going to be so racy later on and still going to be able to function. At night, I want something that's going to help me calm down and relax so I can sleep well, you know? And in terms of oil, when I make my oil, you know, uh, the high THC dominant oil that if God that I had cancer, that's what I would be using, depending on the kind of cancer, um, more often than not, the, uh, you know, what people call Rick Simpson oil, I, I like to use oils that I can use during the day, but that also help me be relaxed. And so somewhere it's like, it's like a blend or a salad of a hybrid and an indica dominant hybrid. And, you know, 
in that way. If I use something that's sativa dominant, sometimes it can get too, too like racy, you know, where yeah. I, it's like coffee, you drink too much coffee, you know? Um, and so not everybody has options. And so sometimes we have to use whatever it is that we get. And one yeah. way that I can determine if I like something is by the smell. If I, if I see this material, this, this pot, this cannabis, this, you know, and, and I smell it and I'm like, Ooh, I like that. Then that <laughs> might mean that, that, you know, I like that. If, if I smell it, I'm like, I don't know, you know, and how do I even know if I like it or not? You know, sometimes our body will innately know. And sometimes we have to try it, you know, um, and, you know, smoking it is different than taking the oil. Somebody might say, why would I smoke <laughs> versus, versus taking oil or making oil out of it and then eating that? What's the difference? Well, the difference is smoking only gets past my blood brain barrier and eating the oil goes into my bloodstream in a different way. Now, you can test positive by having cannabis in your bloodstream or in your urine by smoking but it's going to pass through our body in a different way. Yeah. And, um, and stimulating in my experience, stimulating our endocannabinoid system happens much easier and, and much more effective by using the oil. I haven't really seen uh, smoking be an effective remediating tactic for cancer. I've seen it be effective uh, relief support for many, many things. And when yeah. I say for cancer, I mean, it could help provide relief for somebody with cancer. Though truly remediating the cancer itself, I would personally be taking the oil versus smoking just for that. So I just want to like make that clear. So people have a little bit more of a, 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 better, a, a better view into what the cannabis healing realm is all about. Because applying cannabinoid therapy is not just about smoking a joint yeah. all, the, all the time. You know, if you have a stomach ache, that might help you. If you're somebody, you know, there's so many reasons why somebody- Anxiety, you know, all yeah. Different reasons, but and the, the, there's many reasons why why the various administrations of cannabis could be applicable. So, yeah. you know, um, I'm always available for 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 questions if somebody wants to reach out. Um, you know, and uh, f furthermore, really, it just takes personal experience. So, feel, you know, it's okay, it's safe. I, I don't know anybody that's ever died from cannabis. Yeah. I mean, I never, I think maybe, without a pre-existing condition, yeah. I'm just going to put that up there. I'm not. Yeah. A doctor. <laughs> <laughs> Neither am I, but it was all trial. It was really all trial, trial and error for me and just uh, gaining knowledge and learning more. I mean, I didn't even know I had an endocannabinoid system until you told me. <laughs> so uh, yeah. I would just say, you're not alone. Like, learn um what what it what it uh benefits you for it's not uh, i know so many people who are like oh it's pot it's marijuana you're just getting high and and uh not for a second will they think about um the medical use for it and i've seen a lot of negativity towards um, people who think that if you use marijuana, you're a bad person, you know, or you're not being smart or you're, you know, uh, immature. Well, you know, unfortunately people, we don't always talk about this though. Marijuana was a term made up 
And um, the U.S. government used it to divide um, people in this country, you know, specifically blacks and Mexicans. And uh, there was a campaign against cannabis that Harry Anslinger um, pioneered. And there was no good reason to get rid of cannabis other than, you know, a few other industries that really wanted to take over. And, you know, even though up until this day, the Navy uses hemp rope on their ships because it's the strongest. Um, and hemp is now, thank God, it's legal again. Um, though, Times yeah. definitely changed towards the, um, you know, outlook at people who um, use marijuana than it was not too long ago. Yeah, and, and, and it's for that reason, you know, the, um, the, um, the campaigns against marijuana, you know, <laughs> that, that, that demonized cannabis plant. And, and um, you know, it's only ever helped me. And I remember, they, <clears throat> sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt yeah, please, you. Please, please. But I, I remember when I was a little girl, I went to um, Waldorf, which is a pretty prim and proper private school. And my dad sent me to school and I didn't know at the time in a Bob Marley shirt that had weed leaves all over it. And my mom was out of town. And uh, when I got to school, they made me take my shirt off and change. And they called my dad and my mom found out. And it was, it was pretty epic. And I didn't know until I was older, like, uh, he took a picture of me in it. <laughs> <laughs> so that shows you, like, how people looked at stuff like that then, you know. And I, I, I was a kid. I didn't even know. Um, but. Well, I mean, you know, wearing that to school, I, I don't know if that's appropriate even today. Probably, no, I would never <laughs> do such a thing. But um, I, I think my dad was uh, just. It's such a humor. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> My mom was mad at him. <laughs> well. May your father rest in peace. Yeah. Thank you. And shout out to your mother and your brother. Yeah. There. And uh, all of your family and friends who might be watching this and everyone out here who might have an interest in the story of a woman healing her precancerous cells and inadvertently healing HPV, which is just, I mean, what else can we say other than thank God and thank God for this cannabis plant? And what were you going to say? What are you going to say? I was, gonna, I was just going to say, you know, thank goodness that I even knew or, or, or had the ability to do it. And so many people do. And so many women probably don't know how much um, using oil, even if it's in whatever way they feel best, I, I think it would make a huge difference um, to know that it's not like, you know, um, something you have to leave in your doctor's hands. Like you can take care of yourself too. 
you can do a lot. Like I had to also change how I was eating at the time. It made me like talk about that about so much. You know, when you hear something like HPV, um, it gets scary. And, um, you know, you can help yourself. You can be proactive and, and uh, you know, you're not uh, st- stuck in that box, that label of like, you know, you might get it, you might not. Um, you know, cannabis can really help you. And it, like it helped me, um, you know, I, I was super uncomfortable. The hardest part for me was like all the times I'd have to go and just have um, scrapings done. You know, it, it hurt, it sucked, you know? And I, uh, I like, I just kind of winged it from the beginning. and. I thought that by by using oil and putting it the way I did with a suppository, that the worst thing it could do was nothing. Like, right? I mean, like, what do I have to lose to not try something that I think will help heal me? You know, it's not like taking pharmaceuticals where, and you know a couple of weeks, you could be dependent on those, you know? Um, so I, I would just say like, just do some research. Like there's so much more available now about the benefits of oil and, and the cannabis plant in general. So, um, yeah. And use magic butter too. Cause like, it helps me with every ailment that I have. That's like big, small. I remember I had um, used it on my like scratches, scars. Like I cut my head. I, uh, John's daughter threw a rock when we were at the beach one time, <laughs> didn't see me. And so I would put the magic butter on so I like, wouldn't get a, a scar left. You know, it, the, the plant in general has changed my life, um, which is, uh, it's, it's amazing. Would you be so kind to talk about the change of diet that you Yeah, I mean, I so I was younger, you know, going to college. So I was pretty much eating on the go at the time. Probably not super healthy. Yeah. Um, so changing to cooking my own food and packing my own vegetables and snacks and just um, overall taking care of myself. I would go to the gym at the campus and work out. Um, what would you, know, you do? What kind of workout? Just, I would get on the treadmill, just walking for me, you know. That Vermont's like, cold, so the treadmill's probably a lot warmer. <laughs> yeah, I mean, in the summer, you can walk around, but, you know, it, it wasn't like I I just started using oil and did, did um, nothing. It was 
deciding collectively that I wanted to try to change the path in which I was going at that moment. And, and uh, if it definitely, I, I took the right path. <laughs> how did you do it? Like what, what advice would you give somebody? Not even advice. Like, how did you do it? You, because, you know, to, to make the, to make changes in our life, it's not the easiest our, thing. Yeah. Well, so, I mean, I would first uh, have someone ask themselves, you know, it, you're talking about your life. You're, you're, so, so I'm saying like, rather than give anyone advice, how did you do it? You know, like what, what did you do? You said I had to, I had to try to do this. Like, what did you do to change your ways? You know, it, it's a mental process. It's a physical process. It's, mm -hmm. a, it's an emotional, spiritual, you know? So like, if we get deep, you know, cause people out here are hurting, mm -hmm. you know? Some people out here are like, come on, you know, tell me what you did, you know? And some people out here might even share the same experience with you, might even want to share their story. I don't know. All I know is that you're here, yeah. you know? So, I mean, I, the whole, the whole thing for me was, a, I mean, how do I, how do I, it's like a giant experiment. Like I, I'm just trying to think. What made you not want to go through with conventional medicines offer? Conventional health care is. Yeah. I mean, my, um, my brother is a quad and my father had passed away when I was 17. So, um, quad quadriplegic for everybody. Quadriplegic. Um, so I had spent a lot of time around hospitals and also, um, doctors who gave my parents prescriptions that didn't do anything good for them. So I did not want to take, um, you know, the pain medicine that they would give you afterwards for the scrapings, right? Like who, who wants to be on that stuff? And back then that was not uncommon, you know? So I didn't, I didn't want to go the conventional route, I guess you'd say. And I didn't trust it. Basically, I didn't trust that what I was taking was going to actually help the problem. Um, you know, in the end, if you get cervical cancer, a majority of the time, you're going to have to have, you know, a full hysterectomy. Sometimes not a full one, but it's, that's a lot. Like that's no kids, no, you know, it, it's terrifying. Yeah. I mean, I. What gate had, I mean, so you just decided to have the courage and bravery to be fearless and try an experiment because you didn't want to take <laughs> these pharmaceuticals. 
and they expect like what I guess you're saying that because no, I mean it basically at the time I think you had just started Gorilla Healer and you were helping a young boy and you had asked me to help with some someone else. I mean that was a little bit after, but you had told me stories about the oil and what it was doing for kids. So when that happened, it was, it just I think, I think I was posting a bunch yeah. of stories about Robbie. Yeah. So, you know, for me, like I said, I was lucky enough to have someone who knew a whole lot more than I did. But when it came to the HPV and, and uh, what I thought the oil could do in my mind, when I hear about, you know, um, some of the stories you would tell, I would be like, well, then it has to help me, you know, like this, this can help. Um, and being able to get the material to make it wasn't, you know, hard. So it was a decision to make. Um, and yeah, it was like a, as you go kind of thing. I think I remember, um, what, were they offering you or telling you that you might have to do, like you, other than procedures, was there, was there any talk of any other treatments involved with chemo or radiation or it was just hysterectomy talk? Because I remember you telling me that you didn't want, you know, you, you weren't looking to really sign up to never have the chance of having children again. Yeah. I mean, but was there any other, you know, looming treatments that you didn't want to consider as well, or that wasn't even a, a talk yet because these were just precancerous? I mean, at the time, it, it was really just um, the beginning and talking to the doctor about what she thought, right, uh -huh. based on my history, um, what she saw under the microscope. Right. So I guess maybe you could say a lot of it is what the doctor said to me, scared the crap out of me. You know, when you hear that you um, have these cells and I think at this time it was the second time I had the scraping and she saw more, you know, the thought of, of having, having it progress and get worse was enough for me to say, I want to do something to try to not have to do anything. Like I, I was 22 or 23 at the time. I was so young, you know, it was, when I think about it now, it was, it was a long time ago, but. I remember that you maybe years later were you asked me my opinion about, you were like some keynote speaker at an event where you were doing, you know, uh, speaking to a bunch of people about your story and, and it had nothing to do with this story. It had everything to do with your, you know, uh, collegiate, I think, or career story or whatever. And, and you, 
were on the fence or you were, you know, you, 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 you wanted to include this story, but you didn't want to, you didn't want to turn anyone off because society wasn't for it. And like, I remember how, how torn you were about that. You remember that? Yeah. That's funny. I, I still have that speech saved. Um, I, yeah, I remember it was a big deal. It was speaking in front of, you know, I think over a hundred women really, um, you know, fundraiser basically. So it was a big deal. And when I gave the speech, I, I did, um, I did mention curing myself. Um, I don't think I use those words, but, um, yeah. Did you mention cannabis? All right. Yeah. No, it's just, I mean, it just, I didn't, forget. I forget, you know, it's these things like moments of my life that were really pivotal that you, you know, it takes like a friend to be like, yeah, you, you remember. And it's tough sometimes, but um, I, I remember um, after giving the speech, you know, the women coming up to me and thanking me for being so open about it. Um, because for school, you know, I was going for uh, my bachelor's in legal studies. And so I um, was nervous about how that would be perceived. Mm -hmm. Right. Certainly. Yeah. That, especially in that field. So, um, but I think because it was all women that I gave the speech to, it made a big difference. Um, but they were all really supportive afterwards. So, you know, I, I bring this up because I think the stigma yeah. stops people from helping themselves sure. and pride. You know, if I know something, if this is what pride is. It's like if I know something, I feel it to be true doesn't matter anything else. I'm not even willing to yeah. hear anything else because this is what I feel to be true. Not what I know to be true, what I feel to be true. And then I'm going to push through with that false pride now because I'm unwilling to ever evolve from that one truth that maybe one day was a truth. Who knows? You know, with all due respect, let's just call it a truth at one point. So everything evolves, right? And so it's just, I, I think our mindset is really where it all starts. Like do, you know, and it's like a portal to, to the future. Do, you know, am I going to stay stuck in my ways or am I going to give myself the opportunity to live the life that I, that, that I might never have dreamed of that I could only dream. Of? And, you know, through that, I think, you know, just to get back to center, it's, it's it's that that truth to align with like okay here's my situation and you know just just like you you heard 
about this. You saw, you saw some stories, you yeah. know, you learned like, and, and so you said, okay, there's a potential there, you know, like, and I know I don't want to do that. And I know that, you know, that this option is here. So you took the chance and you, you did the trial and error. You decided to take your own health into your hands. Yeah. I mean, you say, yeah, like that, but not a lot of people are willing to do that. No, I mean, so, so what I'm saying is like, and and I want you to open up in in a, in, in a second, I just want to paint this picture, right? Because I think it's really important that anyone who's watching, you know, it, it, it's okay that maybe everyone around you might not support the journey. I know a woman who's not here anymore because she decided to do what everybody else wanted her to do. Yeah. And when she did what she wanted to do, she got off. Like, it, I don't want to get too much into the story because of anonymity and I respect everybody and I love everybody though. Like, you know, it's just, it's important. Like we have to live with our choices. No one else. Mm. Right. Yeah. And so I just, I, first of all, I commend you. But shrugging, <laughs> you're just like, yeah, I did that, you know, and you're just struggling to like, you know, it's, it's, you know, but like it, I just want people to learn from, from, from you in that way, in this way, because, you know, empowerment is a big deal and it's not false empowerment. It's knowledge, it's education, it's doing research, it's doing homework. We are so worth it, yeah. you know, and like it, it's, it's time that we start thinking for ourselves a bit and like start looking into like our own, like we can, we can go with the professionals, you know, but at least like, you know, maybe, and, and some of us don't know how to read the jargon of, of doctor talk and all the things. And so how do we really like learn this stuff? There's so much out there. I can find a cat playing the piano on YouTube if I want. So what do I know is true? Well, you know, what yeah. could I believe? Well, it's very, so, yeah. I mean, but the, I think one thing that most people could agree is that, you know, there was, there's now modern medicine, but there's also ancient medicine. And so, um, original. you know, it, uh, that's what it is. When we want to know the truth, focus. we go back to nature. What? Yeah. You know, and what I gave myself, women gave to themselves hundreds of years ago. Um, so, mm-hmm. it, you know, knowledge is key. And I think a big, a big portion of this is, especially our, you know, our age group is, you know, we have kids. And so we're responsible to make sure that they also know what, you know, cannabis is and isn't that it's not, you know, cause my, my daughter was like, um, basically in school, they tell them it's like the worst thing they can touch and it's going to lose their, you know, they can end up in jail and, and, and I think it's really important to, to educate your children between the difference of uh, marijuana that's used for medical purposes to heal yourself versus smoking a joint in a bathroom. You know, it's, it's really important. For me, there was nothing wrong with smoking a joint in a bathroom <laughs> because it got rid of my stomach aches when I realized that I had a stomach ache before I smoked a joint and then I don't have one anymore. And I was like, wow, this is actually medicine because I grew up with a stomach ache. So that really helped me. <laughs> yeah. 
just want to say right. that, you know, I don't think there's anything wrong with smoking a joint, though everybody's different and I'm not supporting, you know, like, you know, it, it's all in good balance, right? There was a time where for me, I was a depressed teenager and I would smoke wheat pot and then I would go to sleep and that wasn't the very, you know, best schedule for me. And it, it, it really was hurting my life. But at the same time, like I didn't want to do the other stuff. So that's what I did to feel so good that I didn't like kill myself. You know, let's just be honest. And so, you know, cannabis saved my life and I'm not afraid to admit it, you know? And there was a time where I went to go commit suicide and I smoked so much and I rolled like the biggest blunt that I ever could have imagined. And by the time I got halfway down, I was in the middle of the woods and I was like going out there, you know, I was ready and it was really sad, but that's what I was ready to do. And I think I was 16 and I got so high. I, I, I like realized I was like drooling. I like wiped my lip and I was like, what are you doing? I was like, wow. Mm. So high. And I was like, I'm out here. I came out here to do that. And I was like, oh man, I can't do that. I feel amazing right now. <laughs> <laughs> and so like, boom, like, you know, I, yeah. And, and, and I, I share that because like, I'm not alone and I mean, you're not alone. And there's so many people out here who are not alone and just need a little bit of a light in the, in, in, in a dark just, place. No. Yeah. They just, you know, like, you know, not wanting to divulge too much, but you know, my, my daughter has, you know, low ADHD. Right. And the doctors, the first thing they wanted to do was just give her Adderall. And I remember you were like, don't, don't, you know. Um, and uh, she took like, you know, special CBD capsules that didn't have any smell or, or taste um, so that she, because she didn't like the smell and the taste. And it helped her, you know. And I don't think parents know that. Um, as many parents no. helped her in what way help her just uh, not be so distracted easily like it calmed her down she didn't have I wasn't giving her THC anything like that just but it, it helped balance her out I think I remember you were especially in the beginning it was really hard mm. So, I mean, there, there's many times throughout my life for different things that I've used the plant differently in so many different ways from suppositories to topicals, to smoking it, to eating it, you know? Um, so I, I just wish more people knew. Uh, when you say suppository, were you putting it in some sort of capsule or were you like a mold? A mold, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so the mold itself, you would harden in a colder fridge or freezer and then you would insert the mold, but there was no actual um, outer capsule or anything outside of the mold, right? Just just the hardened oil, so to speak? Yeah, that or just like a direct, um, like... Oral syringe squirt. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, I, think, I think it's important that people have a visual of, you know, it, you know, <laughs> it's a topic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that mm -hmm. with all due respect, just mm -hmm. in terms of some people here, suppository 
you know, I, I think it, it, you know. Um, so when you made the suppository, what, you just basically mixed the oil that you guys made from the Seven Easy Steps video, seveneasysteps.org, and you mix that with coconut oil, and that is how you made your suppository? Yeah. Yes, or sometimes I would, like I said, uh, direct oil with a syringe. Oh, wow. Yeah, I think, it, like, for me, I, I, I think it's best in suppository fashion to homogenize the oil or infuse the oil with a healthy fat like coconut oil because cannabis is fat soluble and the oil itself is pretty sticky. So, you know, I think in order for it to be more bioavailable, like register it through the skin or into the bloodstream, that it's best with when it's infused with a healthy fat. So it's something good to keep in mind. Um, yeah, and it's definitely in the freezer. Um, it keeps sure. longer too, you know. Mm. Um, and uh, so is there anything uh, else that you would like to share or anything you want people to know, you know, um, if, if anything at all? You're welcome to. I mean, I think, I just think it, it's great to think back over the last 15 years and think how many people and, um, have come and gone that, that you've helped and, and talked about and those who are still here. Um, it just, it made me think about like how lucky we are that we are where we are now. Um, I was like thinking about Vicky, you know, the people who didn't, who aren't here anymore. Um, so just that knowledge of knowing Rest in peace. And just know people. that you're not alone. I'm about to sneeze. Rest in peace, Vicki Wilson. Yes, may she rest in peace. That was a hard one for me. I'm just going to come out and share it. You know, like I knew this woman who. I loved, she gave me the first crystals I ever carried and black tourmaline and orange citrate. I remember it like it was yesterday. And, and um, she had a beautiful soul. I, um, <clears throat> you know, I, I, I'll, I'll just tell, like, I really wanted to help her. And, you know, um, it was, um, it was, um, it was really hard, you know, and, and, you know, you can't force anybody to do anything. And at the same time, like, I wasn't even able to help her the way I wanted to, um, cause I was afraid to send her anything in the mail, yeah. you know, cause it's, it's, 
pretty illegal, you know? And so, um, especially then, you know, especially always, like, you just can't do it's that. Never, yeah. So, like, I, um, you know, nowadays you could send CBD. So, like, there's options. But at that time, I wasn't even working with CBD. I think it was, like, 2012 or 2013 or something. So I started working on CBD in 2013, 2014. Um, I mean, which is amazing. I mean, it's great, you know, for so many reasons, though. You know, I, I, not to cut you off, I just, I just want to share that, like, it, it, it's, it's, it, Gorilla Healer became a thing, you know, because sometimes we got to turn to unconventional ways, you know, and, and um, I just want to thank you for, um, speaking with Vicky, you know, and, and, and being a liaison for her, you know, um, there. And, um, and um, yeah. Um, and it's just like a network of like support. And so when you ask like, you know, what do you want people to know? You know, just know that there's people out there who will support you and know more and just, you know, gain the knowledge um, and, and maybe sometimes looking outside the box isn't so bad. Um, and there's nothing, you know, we are ultimately in control of our, um, bodies as best we can. Right. And so it's incredibly important that you um, care for it and take care of it. And I just wish that people who <laughs> you could do that without having to pick up 20 different, you know, prescriptions at a pharmacy, you know, cause I've seen, you know, my grandmother cl close to the end of her life. Um, you know, we would give her oil and she didn't even know, but she wasn't in pain, you know? And they like had her on morphine drips and just like, it's terrible what has happened with the pharmaceuticals. And more than anything, that that's something that I want to be more proactive in and about is that I don't think the pharmaceutical companies care about anybody's well-being. Think they care about their well, nine. That's that's uh, you know. I'm not going to tell you you're wrong. I'm not going to tell you you're right. I think that as an as somebody studying law, I think that that's a heavy statement. That probably is, you know. I think it, it's 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 hard to make that statement. A human is a human is a human, and while people are out here selling cigarettes, people are out here selling alcohol. I don't think. Most people are out here saying, I want people to kill themselves. I want people to hurt themselves. I don't want anybody to get help. While people are out here making McDonald's and making other things that are fooling people into thinking it's healthy for us. I, I don't know that, like, I, I don't know. I just, obviously there's things out here that aren't healthy for us. So it's up to us to really make those choices, you know? Um, and I don't know. I mean, I like, I like to give the benefit of the doubt, but I've also, you know, just kind of talking in a circle because I, at the same time, I've seen a hospital tell me we're going to kill this four-year-old girl because we don't have any more options for her. Mm -hmm. um, 
you know, but I, I still refuse to believe that like they still cared. They cared that she was suffering and they didn't want her to suffer. I don't want to say the pharmaceuticals. I'm not talking about healthcare personnel. I mean, I really mean like, I know what you mean. I just don't want to humanize the us versus them thing because yeah, no, I, I want agree. like who imagine a farm, somebody working in the pharmaceutical industry is watching this. I want all of us to be able to come together and have like some sort of harmony, some sort of conversation, some sort of dialogue that allows us to be human together without anyone harming each other, because I'm not looking to harm anyone. I don't. And, 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 and I think that at the same time, you know, I think everybody wants to feel that nobody wants to harm them. I think we can yeah. all agree with that. And I think that we can also agree. Number two, any one of us who's in pain would want to immediately get out of that pain. I think that we share that too. And, yeah. you know, um, so I, I think that these basic, these are basic human necessities of not wanting to fear each other and, and wanting to help, you know? And so let, we can start there. And I just want to say that because like, it, it's, it's hard. Like it's so, well, let's just say it's so easy for me to talk about what I fear in a way that is, is harmful, you know? And, and like, and, and or, or, or is just like negative and, 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 and that is harmful. And I think you're right about so much. And we have seen so much, so much death, so much destruction, so much suffering because of what's happening, what's happening with the pharmaceutical uh, invasion in healthcare systems. So like, I'm not afraid oh, I, of I, saying that. You know, and I and I and I just I just being the farms not farm show, I just have to talk about this a little bit. You know, I'm not coming at you. I just I'm coming at like the idea of what this show is about, the idea of how of our stance or my stance on the pharmaceutical industry and, and my stance on people in it, because I want everyone to watch this show and I want everyone to learn from this show and I want everyone to feel like I love them and because I do and I want everyone to to like, you know. Uh, to, to evolve and to level up so that we could live better, you know? And I know you want that too. I know you want yeah, that too. Of course. It's, um, it's all about like just being your best self, you know, and that your best self is usually like the most raw and authentic part, you know? Like it's hard these days to even uh, find that human connection given how divided things are and they seem. So I'm all about uh, not being put one way or the other, one box or the other, but really coming together to one solution. You know, there's so many facets to that. Well, you know, I think I'm consistently learning that it starts with my speech, you know, and then that, like the way I think doesn't add up to what I say. What I say is way more important than what I think because what I say affects me, how I say it affects me, and it affects you, and how I say it affects you. And, you know, so like, it's up to me what to do with the thoughts that go into my head. <laughs> you know and um, yeah and and we all make mistakes you know and so 
like we're all in that same boat. Like, you know, I just like, that's, that's the action of being mindful. And, and, you know, like I wanted you to talk about changing your diet because that has so much to do with how we feel and how, and how we think and the state of being in. I, I turn into like a different person when I eat a bunch of sugar, you know, and like I can't focus and um, um, I'm just, I'm probably not even as patient and nice, <laughs> you know, like I want more sugar. And so I grew up on a lot of sugar and always eating sugar. And like a lot of us are living that life, you know, there's other, there's other ways to live out here. It's just about sharing a quality of life that is attainable for us. And so I'm grateful that you're here to share your story because everything you said is a human thing. Nothing you said is like superhuman to the point where nobody can do it. It's like everything you did is something somebody can do if they decide to do it on their own, you know? And mm -hmm. is there anything that you did that, that you think somebody couldn't do if they wanted to? No, I'm, no, you don't. I mean, um, like I, I had, I had person, but um, sometimes you're your own worst enemy, and and people don't. Um, you you yourself are the one stopping yourself from from um, growing, and you don't realize that. So sometimes it's like just remembering that self-love and self-care, you know, and that our bodies are a temple and, you know, like you, you always would tell me, I drink, drink more water. <laughs> Big difference. I mean, every time I swear, you'd say it 500 times. Um, but I mean, just the difference in, shows drinking eight to 10 glasses of water a day versus one or two and some juice, right? Never like soda, but I like juice. And then I stopped drinking juice, had a lot of sugar in it too, I'm sure. Um, you know, overall, you know, my skin got better. <laughs> my hair was softer. I mean, so it, it's different for everybody else. I mean, everybody's body is different, I'm sure. But I know that you can benefit just like I said, from drinking more water. So that says a lot about um, how you uh, can change something so small to make such a big difference. Thank you. I cannot tell people to drink enough water. <laughs> and so thanks for sharing that. And um, yeah. I mean, a lot of people forget. It's so important. Surprised, and it's just incredibly important. A, a healthy cell does not exist without enough water. Yeah. Let me say that again. <laughs> a healthy cell only exists with enough water. And so it's important to keep our cells hydrated so that they can do what they're supposed to do because we're basically a walking salt battery. So we need that juice. You know, we don't need flat filtered water we need to replenish ourselves with minerals and water that's what the fountain of youth was or it is that's like what you know natural spring water is it's really really good 
stuff, you know, and so uh, there's a lot of different kinds of water out here. And we don't have to get all into everything I, I think about water, though. Just find yourself some good water. I love, I love um, water, water that I get in the mountains here in Colorado, Blackhawk, and, um, and uh, Charlie's Ranch. Shout out to Charlie's Ranch. And, um, and uh, when I travel, I drink Fiji. And I don't really like to support the Fiji company because they're exporting all this. And I don't really know. I hear like not so good things about it, but it's the best water. And, um, you know, like it's there and I'm not going to drink crappier water. And that I might change my mind about that one day in terms of like not drinking crappier water, but like not drinking Fiji. I don't really know. So when I go to New Jersey, I, I found a spring there. So I go fill up there and that's a good one. And like it's so it's up to it me. It just tastes so much better. You can. Oh. You know, you can tell the difference. And luckily, Vermont, you know, and obviously where you are, I mean, natural springs are all around. So, um, you know, we have a camp in the middle of nowhere in Vermont and everybody gets their water from the spring, you know, and you'll see five cars pulled up and they're all filling, you know, their five or 10 gallon buckets. Um, you know, so it, uh, I, I I was actually surprised how many people don't know about natural springs. <laughs> you know, we're becoming such a dependent society. Yeah. And, 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 you know, it's so important to protect our water, to protect our natural resources, to protect ourselves. Yeah. We want to protect our children. We want to protect our loved ones. Let's be our own best friends too. And let's be the example, be the shining examples for our children to learn from, for other people to learn from, you know, I was 50 pounds heavier and, and, and not taking oil and telling, and like people were coming to me how to help, how to help them. And then I started taking my own advice and I, I changed, you know, and I feel so much better. And, um, and anyway, um, yeah, you too can do it and we believe in you. And if you ever have any questions, you can uh, go, you know, hit, hit me up at uh, help at guerrillahealer.org or um, easier, just uh, uh, you, can, you can email uh, beneficialdiet at gmail.com. That's easier to spell. And um, if you uh, ever have any questions for anyone on the show, you can always ask us and we can forward it. I don't know if Anita wants to give out any information, um, but uh, I'm sure if anybody has any questions, any women or anything, would you be willing to uh, to to help guide anyone if they have any questions ever? Of course. Um, is there a way that anyone can get in contact with you if they want, or do you, um, would you rather them try to contact the show? Yeah, I would say contact you and then you know. I, okay, uh, great. So thank you. And um, yeah, just everyone out there, you're not you. alone. And uh, feel feel so welcome to reach out, feel invited to reach out if you need. And, um, you know, otherwise feel invited and welcome and, and supported to do your own research. Look up endocannabinoid system, E-N-D-O, <laughs> E-N-D-O, cannabinoid system, C-A-N-N-A-B, I-N-O-I-D, endocannabinoid system, and find out 
why cannabis has the ability to work. And I can tell you right off the bat, our endocannabinoid system regulates major bodily systems like our immune system, our neurological system, our digestive system. Pretty cool stuff, really worth knowing about how our bodies function and the fact that our bodies make cannabinoids, endocannabinoid, endogenous cannabinoid. And when we have an endocannabinoid deficiency, what do we do? Well, creator gave us, nature gives us phytocannabinoids from plants. And so we can supplement with cannabinoids from plants, like from the cannabis plant. And then there, look, cannabis can help all these different animals that we're hearing about, that we're reading about. The National Institute of Health has plenty of research. Just Google cannabis and your, your desired ailment that you want to look up and you might find some, some stuff. So check it out. And um, Anita, is anything you want to say in closing? I just want to say thanks for having, you know, or I guess, uh, yeah, thank you for having me on. And I'm, I'm glad that um, I could share some, some of my life and, um, you know, to all my moms out there, uh, that magic butter solves every one of my problems. So like, please someone give feedback on that because I promise it will change your life. Beg, you know, everything. Itches, bug bites, scars, sore muscles, acne, dry skin, cracked skin. Like I could think of a thousand things. Bee bites, everything. But stuff's amazing. So try it. I'm glad you like it. For <laughs> anyone out there, I guess I'll tell you where to get it. Um, you can go to GorillaHealer.org. It's G-U-E-R-I-L-L-A-H-E-A-L-E-R.org. GorillaHealer.org has the magic butter CBD topical. It's called the, the CBD topical. And um, I'm, I'm so glad that your family loves it. You said you give it to your daughter. I heard that you gave it to your dog some, one time. Oh, yeah, I mean, yeah, I, my dog gets uh, hot spots. Um, and it helps heal you know, not just dogs, but, you know, almost three to five days quicker, I've, I've noticed than anything else I put. So I, I don't, I don't use any, um, uh, you know, back in the day, I'd use bacitracin. You know, I go to the topical right away and it helps. And you don't need much at all. That's like a, something people really should know is a little goes a long way. So. You don't have to like slap it on there, <laughs> but yes, for my dogs, it did. It helps them all the time. So, well, thank you for the uh, testimonial um, and success stories. So glad that you are here to share and to live out your life and to be a mom and a daughter and. Uh, a fiance and, um, and, um, um, yeah, just all the things, you know, and a friend and yeah, just, um, keep, keep going. And thank you for, for putting your story out here. You know, it's really, really special story, really vulnerable, uh, episode. And, um, I pray that, that uh, someone gets help from it. So thank you. And uh, 
Yeah. I, I want to say a prayer real quick for all the, all the people and animals who are not with us here today, who transitioned on this journey at whatever point, for whatever reason. And shout out all, all their loved ones. Everyone, I believe, does what we think is best. And it's only support and love for me, no judgment. Mm. Love thy neighbor. That's what I say. Yeah. And uh, so. Thank you. Um, subscribe to the Farms Not Farms podcast on uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Watch the full-length video at youtube.com slash B-U-R-N-T-M-D, youtube.com slash BurntMD. And as always, we uh, end this episode sharing the miracle of life with a deep breath on the count of three. One, two, three. All the way out. And thank you. Thank you. Be well. And uh, enjoy being alive. (laughs) Such a blessing. It's true. Thank you for listening to the Farms Not Farms podcast. Brought to you by Gorilla Healer. If you want to watch the full episode, plus behind-the-scenes footage, check out our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash burntmd. And subscribe to the Farms Not Farms podcast on Spotify, Apple, and Google Podcasts. Don't forget to check out our sponsor, buildasoil.com, for all of your organic soil amendment needs. As always, be well.